Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And we are getting closer and closer to book five. We are one more book. This is book four. Book five is coming up. As soon as like we finish recording on this, I mean, we have another episode to record after this, but they don't need to know that part. But then I can finish <laughs> the series and find, and let me tell you, Carrie, so podcast contributor Carrie is, is reading this with us. She accidentally read book five and then sent a text about something, but I didn't know because she was vague. And then I yelled at her and she hasn't sent a text since. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Smoke and Sin by Lexi Blake and Shayla Black. This is book four in the Perfect Gentleman series. Um, if you have not listened to the episode on Scandal Never Sleeps, Seduction in Succession, or Big Easy Temptation, you will definitely want to go back and listen to those. We will have the episodes linked in order on our on-the-shelf show notes. So the Perfect Gentleman series is a five-book series with an overarching storyline. This review will discuss book four only. This episode will contain spoilers for book one, two, three, and four. Um, we are recording this before we have read book five, the final book. So you are getting our real-time feels on just this book and the series as it goes so far um, and where we think the story is headed. We're not getting real-time feels from Becky because, again, Becky has read this series, which I think we need to rework that. Leah, you're getting Leah's real-time feels on this series. Okay. So release And I just get blank stares. Because you ask dumb questions? I don't ask dumb questions. You just refuse to tell me anything. I can't tell you because this is not a book you can spoil. This is true. And typically I love a spoiler, but I did tell Becky, like when we went into this whole process, like, please don't spoil things for me. And she has held true to that. I, I can, I can do what I'm supposed to do sometimes, sort of. Well, it's you for the good of the community. It is for the good of the community. So the release date on this is Seber, <laughs> Seber. Right. It the is. release date on this is September 26th, 2017. I need you, the listener, to know that there was almost 14 months between the previous book and this book in the release dates. Yes. So like all of us are complaining to Becky about how we have to wait so long. It's like three or four days. And she's like, I had to wait forever because I read them as they released and Becky read them in her library. So she typically had to wait even longer. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a dynamic series that like the holds were like insane. It was. And the other piece to understand is book one through three were published through Penguin Random House. Book mm -hmm. four and five were independently published. Yes. Um, so that's but I'm another. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they like made that decision because wouldn't you be in like super ragey if they didn't finish this series out? Yes, because to be honest, there was not a pre-order date for book four when I finished book three. And that's before I knew about Bookstagram or messaging authors. And I was ragey angry, like on Twitter yelling about this. So mm, you were on the Twitterverse. I was in the Twitterverse then. Um, so tropes. This is a sibling's best friend, uh, second chance, enemies to lovers, co-workers, kind of. close proximity. Mm -hmm. Co-workers, there's some forced proximity. 
Well, there's also close proximity because they there's do close... work in the White House together. They do, but there's also forced because Roman kind of made all those things happen. Yeah. Um, so the series is The Perfect Gentleman. It is a series with an overarching storyline. It's written in third person, multiple points of view. Put out percentage on this book is 50%. Also, Roman, first of all, he is my favorite hero in this series. He's a dirty talker. Oh, he's so dirty. Well, Gus is kind of dirty, though, too. She is. She gives as good as she gets. She is. And I listened to the audiobook of this, and it was uh, narrator Greg Bordeaux is the narrator. And he does all of Max Walker's books. Mm-hmm. that's what you keep saying i'm gonna like i need to finish like i'm gonna eyeball read these ones but then i might do a, a listen through as well because you've said how good these are they were really audio. good um okay so let's just kind of catch us up to where we're at at this point in the story okay. um so we ended the last book dex and holland um are together but they have kind of well, they got married at the end of the book. They got married. They at got the married end. in the rose garden, and so we, they're on their honeymoon right now. But we kind of learn that somehow, um, Zach's mom, Constance Hayes, yes. was they knew she was in a sanatorium over in England, mm-hmm. and um, she died from a car accident. But some things have come out that there might be a link to the Russian mob and her mother are in his mother and her accident and her time in the well, sanatorium. They, like there are things they're getting a little shady and there are theories that are coming out. And some of the things that you have learned through the first three books, there's they're finding clues that perhaps things are not what they seem. Yeah. So we learned at the end of book three that, Dax's and Gus's dad had a list of names on him when he died and he was murdered. It was not a suicide. Yeah. And in this list of names, Constance names was there along. That's the Natalia is on that list, but also her other name of Jane Downing, which is the name she was living under in the sanatorium. Mm -hmm. And so based on this, they feel as a group that the next step in trying to figure out what this connection to Zach and this Russian syndicate is, is to go to England and do some investigation. And it just so happens that President Hayes has a trip abroad planned, like a G8 kind of summit kind of thing. Yeah, so the timing, it just is perfect for the way this plays out perfect i mean it's not fiction or anything so they can't just make things things up but and this book starts chapter one they're on um air force two well we should well the prologue is it the prologue let's talk the prologue so the prologue opens roman roman and gus are together like they have been having relations for about a year now but roman has decided that he needs to back off and find a proper wife and yeah. So he basically breaks up with Gus. Well, and Gus is older. She is older. And the other but she's but the thing with Gus is she is outspoken. She is brash. She is extremely intelligent and successful in her own right. And she is a 
workhorse and a power horse and a badass bitch, but she is not like they clash a lot. Well, the other thing to note, too, is Zach kind of sneak peeks us about his parents' relationship. So he was an only child that grew up with or Roman. Sorry, Roman was an only child. And his parents had this very tumultuous, Mm -hmm. intense relationship where they fought and they argued a lot and then would come back and be very PDA and lots of physical toxic in the way like he describes it and very volatile like when they were fighting like and so he never wanted a relationship like that like he wants like a docile like yes woman to marry yeah he wants a you know delicate flower to sit in a chair in the corner and be a good hostess but not to have any big feelings he doesn't feel that he can be passionate about someone in in a relationship that it it has to be more of this coming together um you know for mutual benefits and gus Mm -hmm. and he when they're together it's passion they fight they verbally bar with each other they don't physically get into anything um and there is a scene in the prologue where um she zach has basically broken up with her Roman. Or Roman. Cheese and rice. I'm sorry, guys. Roman has basically (laughs) broken up with her. And Gus um, is walking to the stairs, leaving his bedroom. They've just had sex, leaving the bedroom. And he goes to grab her arm. And in her effort to move away from him, she falls down the stairs. Yeah. And um, Maddox is there. And Maddox shows up like right when she is like falling. Yeah. And that kind of starts, she and Maddox had always been very close, but this starts the Gus and Maddox friendship. And I almost feel like Gus and Maddox were closer friends than Gus was with anyone else. I think so. And I think that's because this, when the story comes back in the present, Gus is investigating Maddox's plane crash and she feels that there is more to it. Like she... Cause she talked to Maddox a lot. Like he and Gus were best friends. Like he was more open with her than he was with any of the guys. And they had this really intense, special connection. Like, yes, it talks about how they would have sex every once in a while, but it was like one of those things like where it was just a release for them. Like there was never any more feelings than friendship for them. Like they really could keep the feelings out of that whole relationship. But like once Maddox started seeing Sarah and like, Gus was making decisions like they stopped all that so like and they just like became like the best of friends well and it is later on kind of shared that she played matchmaker between uh Maddox and and Sarah Sarah. Mm -hmm. like well because Maddox already he's always had a thing for Sarah and Sarah is a lot younger than them and so it was one of those things where she really wanted to see them together and like she even said, Sarah didn't care that they were together, but Roman, it's like a sticking point for him. Like it's one of those things where he, and it's something that comes up a few times throughout the story where he gets real mad when like Gus talks about being with other men, but it's like, you don't want me, but I can't be with anybody else at the same time. And so Gus's fall does lead to a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And it's told right there in the prologue. And so I'm kind of content warning that for people yeah. if that is something that is triggering for you. And it does like play a part in the way their relationship plays out. But 
they don't go into like detail about it. They in don't, the book. but it does lead to this. So not animosity. Only, yeah, not almost. only has Roman rejected Gus and yeah. said, I, "You're not good enough to be my girlfriend. You're not good enough to be my wife." Mm-hmm. She wow. blames him without blaming him. She kept the secret of this lost pregnancy from him. She does not tell him until we're what sixty percent into the book. At least, but nobody knew. Maddox was the only one that only knew. Maddox her brother knew. didn't even know. Like Dax didn't know. Like her parents didn't know. Like Maddox was the only one that knew. And the only, and I think the only reason that he knew in their friendship became what it was is because he was there. Like and, yeah. they were leaving and he took her to the hospital and they experienced that loss together as she was grieving over the fact that like she was good enough for Roman to be with, but not to be with. Yeah. Um, and so before we get into the bulk of the story, I kind of want to talk just a couple minutes about these characters, these guys, mm-hmm. uh, because we recently have had a discussion in Discord about these characters and that they are a little harder to love. And oh, 100%. I will say that you can tell that these characters were developed and written before 2020. Yeah. These are not a mush up of certain kinds of characters. Mm-mm. This is not like your burnt cinnamon roll or your brunch daddy. No. These are true. So we have to look at the men and what the way they're written and their careers and their successes. These are truly dominant alpha men throughout this entire book. They really are, but also too like they're they're kind of unwilling unwielding in like their convictions they have thoughts on how their lives should be lived where they have been created basically to live a certain life a certain way and that's what they do and they do it unflinchingly until they meet their match and then their convictions change a little bit, but their behaviors don't. And that's one thing I really like about these characters is like book one, Gabe, he's kind of a dick. But by the end of the book, he's still kind of a dick. And he's still a dick in this book. But, he, but, in the, but the only person he's not a dick to is Everly. And right. I feel like that is like the key element in the way these stories are told. Like Connor's book. You, Connor is an is a hero that you do not want to like by the end of his book you still don't want to like him but you kind of do just because of the way that he treats his heroine well and it's funny because at one point gus talks about like connor and his like like wide-eyed disney princess and he's like yeah that she is my princess like well and i think one of the things that i really love about this series and these characters they are fully fleshed out if Mm -hmm. i met a man that worked his entire adult life for the cia and was now in his early 40s and had left and dealt with all of these pressures in his life i would expect to meet a man like connor yeah i would not expect to meet this Oh, he's softer, his woman, you know, fierce protector, but, but he's got a nice guy side. I don't, but it's also, it's also the way in which they used him in the CIA as well. Yeah. But I just think that if we are looking at these characters, I just, I understand that, you know, they can be a little bit harder to like, there is Mm -hmm. humanity to them. But one of the great things about this series, in my opinion, that in one of the reasons that I brought this up and brought it forward for us to do this project with is these characters are so well written. There's so much consistency Mm 
Mm-hmm. They are the same guy in book one that they are in book five. Yeah, and I agree. S- sometimes we get longer series by authors and they start to mellow and drop their characters' personalities. Mm-hmm. And they chalk it up to, oh, they're in love. And it's it, it's kind of like... But- but love Being a doesn't lazy. fundamentally like love does not fundamentally change a person's right. personality. Like they can, they can change who they are around the person that makes them whole. Because when you find that perfect person for you, like that, like that is when I feel like you become this whole person. Not that you weren't a whole person before, but it's a new type of whole. <laughs> We're done. Um, we'll move to the next thing. Okay, so the. They're in England. It's okay. They're in England. Um, They're in London. The sanatorium is out in the countryside. And there's all these working people. This book is exceptional because- There's so many things. Like there's so much happening. There's like Gus and Liz are trailing secret servicemen because they they think that- Well, and they're only- they are only investigating Maddox's murder. They have no yeah, idea. They don't care about any. Well, because nobody's told them. They're they have no the idea side. about this side investigation with the Russians yeah. and the dangers they're in. They just think everybody else is being an asshole. And well, which they kind of are. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that there is a Secret Service men in the um, in, in this with book them. that... Uh, he was spotted outside the airport where Maddox's when, yeah. plane went down on the day the plane went down. Yeah. And so Gus and Liz have it in their minds that Zach ordered the murder of Maddox. Yeah. Well, and Liz is already like fit to be tied with some of the stuff that's happening with Zach. And she's kind of a badass in this. And like, she's not dealing with his shit anymore, which is kind of nice, but yeah, so Gus and Liz are leading their investigation and everybody else is dealing with their investigation. And that's one thing that Gus talks about at one point is how like she has always been part of this group with the perfect gentleman, but she's always on the outside looking in. Like, yeah. it's And I really, feel so like, bad for her. It's really dynamic when she brings it up about how Gabe has Everly and Connor yeah. has Laura and Dex is has Holland and yeah. the guys just accept them and include them. And she's been there since the beginning and yeah. has never been included. And yeah, not fully. Like she's always been on the periphery unless it's something that they want her a part of. Like she was always the one to save them and to cover up for them, but they never really like pulled her fully into the mix. And you, your heart kind of breaks for her because you also mm-hmm. know that she is holding this secret of lo- this loss. She was incredibly close to her dad. So she's holding on to that loss too. Like, well, and also too, like she truly like fell in love with Roman, like yeah. fell in love with him and like for him to break her the way that he did. Cause even throughout the book, like he is like still talks about like how he should marry a certain woman. He's so dumb. He is so dumb in this book. Like he has been shady AF in all the other books, but he is stupid AF. In so this dumb because basically he has it in his head that he's going to protect Gus because of this Russian syndicate thing. And basically she's just going to move in with him and she's going to live with him. He forces her to share his room in this manner that they're staying in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever have a discussion with her until they go out to the countryside and um she throws a lot of hard truths at him when they meet deep throat 
who is different from all the other deep throats because this deep throat was a woman with a British accent, with a British accent, but basically says, um, I'm not really a deep throat, but like a puppet. Yeah. She doesn't say it exactly, but alludes to the fact that like all the deep throats that they've met to this point have just been little puppets. And so there's, there's other things that we find out too, that the main nurse that took care of Zach Hayes's mom, she was also died in a robbery gone wrong yeah. suspicious suspiciously circumstance there's a funny interaction in the hospital with yolanda the receptionist mm-hmm. well in that whole like scene at the sanatorium too where gus like gus really takes charge of that like roman like when they're leaving because gus is there roman doesn't know she's there because gus is like i'm gonna go to here before this other person can go there and roman's being shady and like doesn't tell her he's going so she's meeting with the doctor and then they see each other and he's pissed and she's pissed but then they're talking to this doctor who's the director and like gus sees the moment like this guy is done and roman gets mad at her like i wish he would have just been like she is really like smart and knows what she's doing like why why can't I just listen to Zach her? cannot read a room. He does not Roman. read a room well. Roman. 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 Jeez and rice. <laughs> I was doing so good. And then we talked Zach and now I'm Roman cannot read a room. Okay. So um, before we get to this last piece, one of the things that happens is, is they go to this barn and things happen there and they confront the bad secret service yeah. guy. I wasn't expecting that. I don't want to ruin that one. We'll leave you to read that okay. one. I didn't expect that, that to is, play out the way it did. There are some tapes that are found there. Yeah. And Zach. We don't know what's on the tapes yet. Zach has to listen to these tapes. Will they know that they're of his mother's therapy sessions? Yes. Well, Um, no, we do find out. They're like nonsense ramblings almost, but like they're not nonsense ramblings. But they're from her therapy sessions. You'll have to listen or like read to find out what those are. So the book ends. They're going back to DC. Mm -hmm. And Zach is going to Camp David to take a break because apparently he needs a break. Well, he's meeting all the people there. I think they're going to like. No, no, no. He was going by himself. Oh, he was going by himself. And but, he. But they will be meeting all the people there. He gets into the limo. Yeah. And his driver basically says like, there's somebody in there for you. Dun, dun, dun. We're not spoiling that. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. But who, who, who is in the limo? So we've asked these questions at the end of each episode. Who is dark, Who is Deep Throat? I still think Maddox is Deep Throat. I think Maddox is like, or actually, you know what? It might be Freddy. Laura's friend, Freddy. I think maybe it's Freddy. Maybe it's Freddy. Okay, next question. Who is Sergey? Zach. I think, I still think that he is Zach. So we there do is a learn moment it- where- like Zach, we learned some speculation in this some book speculation. about Zach, Zach and actually Sergei. speculates about like some things, but I think that he, I think he might be Zach. Are you Serge- Zach and Sergey are the same? Yes. Okay. And Maddox. I do not think he is dead. Really? Really, I do not think he is dead. Okay. Um, do you have any guesses about something? Anything we're going to see in book five? Okay, so I think so. There's some stuff that happens at the end of the book, which we're probably like is part of this not spoilery thing. I think that the thing that we find out at the end of the book, I think she's getting set up. I don't think that's true. I don't know who is setting her up, but somebody oh, is setting Liz. her up. 
Liz, yes. Because supposedly they're finding stuff on Liz's like email servers. And I don't think it was Liz. I think it was somebody else. I think Liz like does some back work things. I don't think she's like this pristine like girl because of some stuff that happened in this book, but I don't think that she was giving that person any information. So you think Liz isn't guilty? No, I don't think Liz is guilty. Okay. Um, okay. And what? I think Constance Hayes was like a wrecking ball. Like, I think that she was like the catalyst for a lot of things. Do you think Joy Hayes, uh, Zach's wife? I think she's shady AF. Do you think she's going to have a piece to play into this whole there, plot? Or was yes. she just murdered no. and it was for the election? No, I think that she has something to do with a lot of this stuff because the way Constance's ramblings are and how like they're going to kill her, like they keep talking about it. And like, it just, it doesn't seem right that somebody would kill like the almost first lady. There has to be reasons. Okay. Um, everyone, thank you for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Until next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.